I'm delighted to welcome today a very interesting lady, Rachel Babler, who is a speaker, uh, not just any ordinary speaker, a TEDx speaker, no less, and an author and a musician and an advocate for a particular type of health, which you're going to tell us a bit about the story as to why you got into that. So welcome. And um, what... Um, what are those guitars for behind you? Let's start with that because you've got a fab fabulous backdrop there. Thank you. Yeah, my I have a, a love for music and um, it's always been a part of me since I was a little girl. And uh, the guitar right here, this electric guitar, I bought with my guitar instructor right after high school. So that's about 25 years old, um, a little bit older than that. Um, and I have my ukulele there, which is just super fun to play. If you've if you've heard ukulele music, it's just it's so like light, and it just puts you in an instant good mood. <laughs> and then this guitar here, I um, got in my late twenties, so that's about twenty something years old too. And I I take that guitar with me everywhere when I travel, when I go places. Um, and that guitar has written many of the songs that I've written helped me write many of the songs that I've written so yeah wonderful my regarding the ukulele my godfather was I don't know if it's the chairman or president or something one of the big cheeses in the British Ukulele Society oh wow that's so I'm, so I'm awesome. quite well acquainted with with ukuleles yeah with great great oh. instruments yes it is beautiful so you've been interested in music all your life and you're, you've also just mentioned about writing songs. What kind of songs do you write? Oh, gosh. I, I tend to write songs that are a bit dark, <laughs> a bit around um, some, you know, really ex hard, challenging times that I've had in my life. Um, so um, it's about heartbreak, loss. Um, and then some are fun, too. I have some, one with, you know, I wrote about girls going to a winery like me and all my girls and and, um, you know, a girl that just wants to have fun. She's a bit of a gypsy soul. And um, so I kind of like I don't know, it's it's interesting. I didn't start really writing songs till my mid 40s. And um, I've just kind of like looked at different chapters and different journeys in my life that really were pivotal for me with my growth or with an experience and have used those to create some songs with. Wonderful. So you you just mentioned you didn't always write songs. So so what did you do in the past? How did you how did you get interested in health? What what talk us through your when you left high school, what what happened then? Because you've had quite an interesting um uh, <laughs> journey, haven't you really? Yeah, it's I have a, a, a bit of an eclectic background. <laughs> um, after high school, I grew up in San Diego. I still live here. I love it. It's a beautiful city. Um, I, after high school, I was always in the in through high school. I was a student trainer. I learned CPR. I was a babysitter. I always loved doing things that helped people and um, especially in the medical arena. And I was a lifeguard and I became a paramedic after high school. So I, I ran around the streets of San Diego for six years, helping people with their 911 emergencies. And I really enjoyed it. It taught me a lot about life and um, tragedy and, you know, how things can change in an instant. 
And um, the contract negotiations were coming up for the city and many of us weren't gonna get carried over. So a lot of us went back to school. So I went back to school, I took a forensics course, got hooked, and I then transitioned careers and worked at a crime laboratory here in San Diego for a law enforcement agency for, um, I was in the career for almost 20 years. And I um, analyzed evidence, I testified in court, I did a lot of research, and through that research, I taught all over the country uh, to law enforcement agencies, the findings that I had with my research. Um, I was on a prestigious forensics board and um, you know, it was interesting at the height of my career, I was involved in so much teaching all over the country speaking. Um, I decided to quit my job cold turkey and I was 46 years old. I, um, in 2008, I had gotten diagnosed with a brain tumor and that was really when my personal development journey started and I started meditating and doing things that I'd never done before. And the meditation, I think for me, really nurtured and strengthened that inner voice of mine. And it got louder and louder over time and over the years. And when I quit my job, I just knew that it was time for me to do something else. And that's when I became an entrepreneur. And, you know, it was interesting during that time because a lot of people were like, you're having a midlife crisis, you know, you're 46, you're at the height of your career. Why would you quit your career right now? And I knew it was my midlife awakening. I knew it was, I, in my, my whole body, I felt it that there was time for something else to do. And so since then, that was five years, almost five years ago, I've um, helped clients amplify their voice, brand and message um, by doing podcast outreach, helping them get clear for their idea for the TEDx stage. And then the newest program is advocating through music and, and sharing someone's song, our story in a song and helping them advocate for a cause. And you have been an advocate, haven't you, for a, a very interesting cause. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so I was an advocate for myself when I was diagnosed with my brain tumor because it was really rare and I was just not getting the answers. I, I it was just it was a really difficult time because um, not many people had treated my brain tumor and I didn't wasn't really sure what to do. So during that time, I really advocated for myself. And then in 2016, my sister um, got diagnosed with colon cancer stage four at the age of 46. And so I was really beside her with her on her journey and helping her advocate. And she unfortunately passed away in 2018. And the day after she passed away, I wrote a song about her cancer journey. And that song, um, a year or two after that, I ended up creating a lyric video and using that to campaign for colon cancer awareness. So, um, and you know, the power of combining music and advocacy was, I mean, I, I got, I saw that feedback from the people that I'd reached out to in cold emails to share her story and to, you know, help create colon cancer awareness. And that's what I did my TEDx talk on. Brilliant. There's, there's so many ways that, um, I'm a great believer that there's always a silver lining. Doesn't matter what happens, there's always a silver lining. And although yeah. it's obviously sad that your, your um, sister died, so many more people have heard now through your advocacy about how they can deal with their own um, colon and colorectal cancers when that comes along. So, so how did you deal with your, your brain tumor then? Just run us through a few things that you did there, because as you said, it was a, it was bright, it was a rare 
one and not many people could advocate for themselves so so what was different about you how were you able to to get through this yeah so i would i would say the biggest thing for me was i just really got a lot of opinions and started asking a lot of questions and um you know one doctor would say i would do this and then another doctor would say i would do this which was something different and another doctor would say i would do this which was something totally different and so it was really confusing and um, I think when you self advocate for yourself, there's a couple of things I share with people is that the first thing is bring somebody with you, have somebody take notes for you so that you can be present and really listen to the doctor and ask questions. Um, it's also great to have somebody come with you to have them ask questions too that you maybe missed or you're not thinking about because you're really so you're so involved in it because it's you and your diagnosis that sometimes like you, you can't see outside the box. Um, and then, you know, I sought for for different opinions. And then when I found a neuro doctor that I really, really liked, and I felt that he knew the best treatment for me, I went and confirmed that by, I flew up to Stanford, which is um, a, a great medical training facility here in California. And I flew up there and got two more opinions. And, you know, and then I put to get everything together for um, my doctor to submit to my insurance company, but um, they had denied it. So when they denied my treatment, um, then I knew I had to appeal through the state and take it a bit further. And I knew that that's the treatment that would be best for me and my brain tumor. Um, and so I found a gentleman that helped me do the legal paperwork and we submitted that to the state and I actually won. And um, I got my treatment within a few weeks after that. So I think, you know, from my experience, the biggest thing I learned was that if you know wholeheartedly in, in your, with everything that you've looked mm -hmm. at, that this is the right thing for you and the right thing for your body, that you don't, don't take no for an answer, if mm -hmm. you know that. And, um, you know, my doctor had told me he'd never seen anybody get, get what I did, but I knew that, you know, I wasn't gonna waver on what was best. You know, this was my head, like getting treatment, getting a certain type of radiation and and all that. And um, and so, you know, advocating for yourself is a is a big piece of, you know, speaking up and and really sharing how you feel, creating relationship with the doctor and, um, you know, just, you know, doing some research on your own. Mm. Following your intuition is big in this, isn't it? So. You obviously yeah. followed your intuition, uh, which is what I did when I had stage four cancer back in 2015. Um, I did the same thing. I didn't take the guidance that I was given. I took a little bit of it after doing some research, but yeah. um, and I'd had two previous cancers. I'd had two, two lots of experience. So it's a combination That's of experience, um, you know, keeping your eyes open, following your in intuition. What feels right is so, so important. So, so good for you. Well done. It's interesting. Yeah. 46 so you you were 46 when you were you when is that when you had your brain tumor no i was um my brain tumor was in 2008 so i was uh let's see 12 i was 32 oh gosh uh, that's very young no, no, no. actually i was i'm sorry i was like 30 37 when i got diagnosed um yeah, and I had a newborn and an 18-month-old, so it was a wow. really, it was a really challenging time for me because it was right after I'd had my baby, and um, then I got, you know, told. And here's the thing about, you know, you talked about your intuition. Um, 
I was having vertigo, really bad dizziness um, at the end of my pregnancy in my third trimester. And my OB doctor said, oh, it's probably pressure from all the swelling from being pregnant in your ears. So, you know, I, that made sense to me. So he goes, when you have your baby, it will most likely go away. And I had my baby and it didn't, it actually got worse. So when I went to my doctor and she sent me to an ear, nose, throat specialist, um, he wanted to do physical therapy. And I said, no, I want an MRI. And that was another part of the advocacy piece is I knew there was something wrong and I wanted to get that checked. And, um, you know, we sat in his office for a while and I had to talk to him, you know, and share with him why I wanted an MRI. And he actually then agreed to it after we talked for some time. And that's when they found my brain tumor. So had we not done that in the beginning, it would have been found, you know, later and it may have grown a lot more. And so, um, you know, that's another piece too, is yeah, listening to your body and listening to your intuition. It's, it's our biggest gift that we have is our intuition. It's so incredibly powerful and it will always guide us and lead us to what we need to do. Mm, absolutely. So, so what are you doing today then? How, how are you, um, how are you paying your bills today, shall we say, the English <laughs> phrase? <laughs> well, I do um, podcast outreach. So um, when I quit my job, I was a speaker for years in forensics and I love supporting speakers. So I um, was helping speakers connect to events and conferences for them to speak at. And when COVID hit, everything went virtual, you know, like a lot of the live events paused or they got canceled. So I shifted over to podcasts and I started doing outreach for clients for podcasts, connecting them to podcasts so that they can be guests and, you know, connect to a whole new audience and um, share their message. And it's been really fun because I've seen so much come out of just being a, you know, a guest from a podcast, you know, affiliation connections and being asked to speak at things and other things. So that's been great. And then I also help clients get clear for their idea. We're spreading for the TEDx stage. So as you're probably familiar with TEDx and TED Talks, mm -hmm. Ed, the slogan for them is all about the idea we're spreading. Like what idea do you have that you can share that can help others take action or feel differently about something or you know have a different perspective on something, maybe perhaps a stigma or whatever the talk might be. And um, that's been a lot of fun. I've been doing that for about three years now. And then the newest program is Advocating Through Music. So I mentioned earlier, I wrote a sister for my song. I, I wrote a song for my sister and then I advocated for colon cancer awareness. So I'm working with beta clients right now to share their story through music and help them advocate for a cause that they're near and dear, that's near and dear to them. Mm, wonderful i've got experience I, I used to manage a band years ago and um, a couple of the people in the band formed a new band and um uh they had a situation where they've actually created a whole album and a stage play and everything around the the experience of what happened to to her sister um wow. so it's very very powerful isn't it the 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 words the the music um it really does um hit home for some people and i think it's a great thing that you're doing well done excellent Thank you so much. Yeah, it's um, like you said, there's a silver lining in things like my sister, um, you know, I wouldn't be doing any of this had I she not gone through her experience. And I feel like in some way it's carrying on her, her legacy of, you know, sharing about life and like living your life and, and, you know, like doing 
doing what you want to do and, and living your passion and, and creating a purpose-driven business or whatever it might be, um, because life is short. And, you know, when you are diagnosed with something and it really gives you such a reflection on, on things and what's important and what's not, and what am I doing with my time and what's serving me and what's no longer serving me and what's a yes and what's a no and, you know, all that stuff. So it's, you know, I look back on my diagnosis as it was such a big gift for me because that's when I started my personal development journey. And I, I wouldn't be doing all this stuff. I wouldn't have quit my job and doing all these things had I not had that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Similar for me as well. Um, my father died when he was 46 and that was actually 46 years ago. And next, oh, wow. next Tuesday in, in his memory, really, um, next Tuesday, he died 46 years ago. Uh, I'm launching my online health hub and um, that's also a promise to my mum who died seven years ago and she said to me after I got through my stage four she said promise me that you'll tell everybody how to heal from cancer how to get better how to avoid illness promise me promise me and she wouldn't let go of my hands until until I promised so my uh, my promise is being delivered on uh, on Tuesday next week and so it's the 46 years that that uh, triggered me to say that with your sister 46 Aww. and you had a wake up when you were 46 and my dad was 46 so <laughs> wow um, yeah I'm way past that now mind you uh, and I can't <laughs> believe how quickly time does go it's just it's just remarkable it is yeah. and congratulations to that that's amazing that's thank so you awesome. yeah I'm very proud of it it's it's a whole host of information um I'm going to put your TEDx talk on there as well that will go under the uh, uh, cancer section and oh, thank uh, you. if if uh, uh, I'm sure you, you'll have no objection to that. That would be wonderful. Um, yeah, thank you. And um, you mentioned, did you, did you mention Friendsex or did I make that up? Did you say Friendsex? Yeah. I've never I heard wasn't... of that. What is it? So Friendsex is... Um, oh, analyzing... sorry. Forensics. I thought you were... Yeah. I'm thinking the TEDx, Friendsex. <laughs> Maybe there's a business idea there somewhere. Okay, so Forensics, <laughs> right. Yeah, analyzing evidence from crime scenes and really kind of helping put the puzzle back together of what happened at a crime. So there's the analysis of um, ballistics and blood and fingerprints and um, different parts of um, the crime scene can can carry a lot of pieces. So um, my expertise was on latent prints. So I analyzed prints that were left at crime scenes and on evidence and testified to that in court. And, my findings. Very interesting. I bet you've got some few stories up your sleeve that you can retell <laughs> the after dinner stories, I should imagine. Yeah, I got a, a few gory stories, probably ones a lot of people don't like to hear about, but then some of my friends really like to hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. So um, going forward, um, you're doing all this wonderful stuff. Um, can you see yourself doing that in five years time or will you be maybe moving on to something else? Um, in five years, I, I anticipate me writing, I'm going to be writing more music. Um, I love, you know, just with the few beta clients I'm working with right now, I love sharing someone's story through music. I, I think it's just such a fun thing to do. And for them to hear it um, after it's done, the feedback is just really amazing. So I I feel like my focus, I love TEDx and I love, you know, what they stand for. Um, and I will always love to share stories, whether whether it's on the stage or through music, it's it's always going to be storytelling. Um, but I think more of it will probably be more on the music side. Mm. 
Very powerful storytelling and music, and you combine the two. You've got a winning formula, definitely. Yeah, well, fine. best of luck with whatever you're doing in the future. Uh, tell us what your contact details are so that people can contact you and look up your talk and, and uh, just generally root for you. Thank you. Um, so my website is www.rachellebabbler.com and my name is spelled R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E, babbler, B-A-B-L-E-R.com. And on my website, you can find the links to my social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and um, you can watch my TED talk there. And you can also see the lyric video that I created for my sister and it's on there as well. Wonderful. Uh, Rochelle Babler, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me.